The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Fill her up! You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> You're listening to Believe You Me with Michael the Count Bisbing. You know my name yet? And Anthony Lionheart-Smith. All right, we're here. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. You got to, uh, you're going to have to deal with me and Harrington and Brian, just the three of us one more time. Uh, Mr. Bisping is last I talked to him, he was headed to the airport to fly back and he was going to be back in California sometime Tuesday, but we wanted to get an episode out and he's going to be pretty jet lagged from all of his superstar travels. So you're with (laughs) us one more day. Um, Harrington, what's new in your world? How's that baby growing? The baby's growing like crazy. Alex keeps waking up every day being like, I feel like everything on me has grown one size. Every morning she wakes up like this. It's crazy. We uh, we tried to build the crib on Friday, found out that they sent us like a whole jacked up crib. Everything was messed up with it. The like, corners were all screwed up. So they uh, the company was like, uh, yeah, don't even worry about it. Just keep that one. We're going to send you a new one. I'm like, how, how, how cheap are these things that you're just <laughs> getting rid of them? That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah baby baby cribs and dressers and also there's so many things you got to put together and take apart and it's a mess it's a mess Mm -hmm. brian where are you at oh hello what's up dog well at least harrington you have a bunch of extra parts in case your baby starts chewing on stuff (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah you got a bunch of chew toys that's hell yeah there we go there we go (laughs) hope that's not lead paint i'm good man you know we uh we hung out at the studio. We watched the fights. It's over on uh, the Gas Digital YouTube page. Sorry for the shameless plug. Oh, would you guys do like a fight companion or something? Yeah, hey, fight companion. I got all oh, you pieces of shit. Thanks for the invite. You want to come hang out I, Saturday? You're no, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been able to come, but I would have at least <laughs> wanted an invite though. We just we just saved ourselves the shame and just <laughs> went with. We know you guys don't want to mess with us. Oh, regardless you're invited saturday so if you don't show Perfect. up people are gonna know well, <laughs> there you go i mean i'm not gonna be able to make it saturday probably but... <laughs> i get it yeah i've been no. busy guys i've been busy my uh my oldest had a three-day volleyball tournament had like how they do uh, they did well they did well they played up in age division um which is something their coaches do to them often um it's really about getting them better and growing and putting them in tough situations to be honest with you they're pretty good so big if, kid uh, genetics right yeah 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 my my oldest is a she's tall she's a lanky one um but they put them in these like older age divisions to to really challenge them and put them in tough spots uh it's just about developing them later on you know it's kind of cool though they don't really they don't really stick too much to wins and losses when it comes to you know 12 year old volleyball they really want to get them you know prepared for the highest level later but it's been a lot of fun it's cool hanging out with the parents and you know it's a big kind of a big family ordeal so damn man it's like 340 teams three separate locations um it was a wild tournament dude it's crazy it's crazy these kids are good too like i couldn't even imagine walking that many kids around yeah just walking through the tournament watching all these all these different teams the different age divisions i mean 
you walk by the like the older girls, these are 17, 18 year old girls. I mean, I bet a large majority of them are going to play at division one schools. So like super high level competition. What's the professional, uh, top end of volleyball look like i'm sure it's not the most competitive of sports oh for sure it's, it's super competitive there's oh, like really? there's yeah like internationally there's crazy crazy good teams and they make some pretty good money too yeah. um you're gonna act like you've never been scrolling through espn seen beach volleyball and turn the channel get out of here yeah but well, sometimes even, you see cricket on espn too that's fair you know <laughs> but even like at the at the highest level like competitive volleyball is a serious thing and like you know, as far as far as you know, collegiate sports go, like college volleyball is crazy, crazy popular, highest, especially here in the Midwest. The highest earners it. in volleyball make an average of a hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that's I mean, wild. That's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, pretty decent, decent paycheck. Check. That's I mean, to it's a pretty, not get punched in the face. That's pretty to good. To not get punched in the face to <laughs> to just play a sport you've been playing since you were a kid. Like, I mean, we're not talking millions here, but that's a a pretty good you know that's a that's a pretty good salary the uh average volleyball player earns thirty two thousand dollars a year okay playing volleyball better than i'm doing just wild because <laughs> i'm sure you can have a real job on top of that right it's super competitive though like the yeah. the level that these these people play as is pretty insane so that's been cool um i don't know what else i did harrington um, did you spend any time watching the fights this weekend i did i did yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the entire card, if I'm being very transparent here. Um, it's been a busy weekend, but Aaron Blanchfield, dude. What a monster. Dude, I just looked this up. Killer. Did you know she debuted the night you fought Ryan Spann? Really? That was her first fight in the UFC. Wow, that's a crazy rise. Right? That's a crazy rise. I only fought once since then. <laughs> that's nuts. She's um, fought four more times since then. It's crazy. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Well, she's also 23 years old, and I'm w- over 10 years older than her. So, <laughs> you know, you get it while you can, girlfriend. Um, uh, honestly, I, I wish I had some, some like, real beautiful breakdown for, for you guys and what really happened here. But uh, Aaron Blanchfield is just mean. She's mean, man. She walked in there. She didn't avoid any of the striking exchanges with uh, Jessica Andrade. She she stepped right into the fire. She started landing big and often early. Um, and Andrade just looked a little off, you know, and, and that could be short notice. That could be underestimation. That, I mean, and, or that could just be Aaron Blanchfield fought at a range that Jessica Andrade wasn't super comfortable with. Um you know, not a lot of people trade in the pocket like this with Jessica Andrade, and, and I don't know if that threw her off. Um, it did very much seem like Andrade was coming in. I'm going to come in and get this dub, and then I'm going to be out. Um, Aaron Blanchfield said, I don't fucking think so. Um, she used to range well. She, she, I don't know if she, she obviously did, doesn't match Jessica Andrade in her power, um, but she hit hard enough to, to back Andrade off and, and make her uncomfortable. I think it was just a matter of time before she got that takedown. I think she got her comfortable in those striking exchanges, and and I think Andrade just okay. We're just gonna we're gonna throw hard like this, and this is how the fight's gonna go. And I think she only had one takedown attempt in the first round that Andrade stuffed pretty easily. And I I don't know. She had that real nasty inside trip, and it was a wrap once they hit the mat. Um, you know, I, no one's really seen Andrade kind of just handled like that. You know what I mean? Like. 
Zhang Wei Li obviously jumped on her quick and was able to get her out of there. But I, I think, you know, widely, I think people have always believed that that wouldn't go like that twice. Um, and now I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I think you get a girl in there that's just as physically imposing and is unafraid of Jessica Andrade. I think that uh, you you got yourself a fight there. So huge, huge props um, to Aaron Blanchfield. She looked great. She's 23 years old. Can you believe that? 23 years old. Look at the level she's fighting at in the, in the competition that, she, that she's beating. What she did to, to Molly, um, I, I don't even remember where that fight was. I was there, but to, that, to was, cruci- uh, that was the garden right right like to 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 crucify her like that and, and just feed her elbows i mean molly wasn't in that fight for even a second and i'm a big molly fan but um you know i i, I think a lot of people that, that pay attention probably seen that coming but it, it's still a little bit shocking to see you know her dispatch a, a perennial contender like jessica jessica andrage i <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. A massive step up, right? Like I think a lot of people, a lot of people came out of the, like she was a minus 300 or something favorite for the Molly McCann fight. So it's like those in the know were like, yeah, obviously we know this is going to go. Molly is, is, you know, the more outspoken, she's the, 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 the more popular of the two, whatever. But I mean, there was, it was a no doubter. This one was like, you know, I was shocked when I saw that it was like a, a, essentially a pick them fight. Uh, heading into it and i'm like they are giving her way 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 too much respect turns out i was not giving her nearly enough respect because she made it look easy you know what i mean she stood in there mm-hmm. in the pocket with jessica Andrade and was like all right you're gonna eat two for every one that you land cool right <laughs> and just, i'm telling you man that's some of it's her age too like when you're young like that and you're hungry and, and you've got these dreams and these hopes and you've got these goals and you just don't give a shit, you know, like if you feel that power and you're like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm gonna, we're going to keep going and I'm going to keep throwing. I'm going to throw when you throw. Um, it's just a different mentality, you know, and sometimes that that youthful attitude can can really sneak up on some of us older fighters, because I think sometimes we've been in the game so long and, and it's almost like, I don't know, that paralysis by analysis, you know, like you have so many like there's just so much information that you have and, and you've been in so many different situations that you're like, all right, this, this, and this happens. And I, this is what the result will be. So like you, you overanalyze it and you, you think too deep into the weeds a little bit. Sometimes when you're young and you're just like, you know what, I'm gonna put my foot on the gas. I'm gonna bite down on this damn mouthpiece and we're going to go. Um, that, that can sneak up on some of the older veterans. And I think that, um, Aaron Blanchfield has has some of that that young fighter mentality where she just doesn't care. She wants to she wants to throw down and she wants to go. And it definitely jumped up and bit Jessica Andrade in the ass. Um, listen, guys, I I don't suspect Jessica Jessica Andrade is going anywhere. She's still one of the best in the world. She's still at the top of the division. She's still one of the most violent fighters I've ever watched fight live. Um, it might just be one of the it might just be one of the situations where we got an up and cover here, um, who's kind of been slicing and dicing everybody, and then. You, you know, you get them into a top contender fight and they kind of run right through them and then they keep going on. And we realized like that, that kind of older, you know, more established fighter wasn't the problem. It was just that like Aaron Blanche, Aaron Blanche feels that good. She might just be that chick and she's going to, and she's going to keep on doing that to people. Yeah. Uh, 31 years old for Andrade. So still very much in her prime. And if you ask yeah. me, 
she is, you know, she's right up there uh, a weight below, right? At straw weight because, you know, you, right. there's there's really not many more fights I'd like to see uh, Zhang Weili have. And heading into this uh, this fight now at, at UFC 285, I mean, I was I was waiting for Valentina to get this win because uh, I thought for sure they were just going to book the, the Zhang Weili versus Valentina super fight. Now I'm looking at it like, how do you jump over <laughs> Aaron Blanchfield? <laughs> right. Well, and it, it just creates a whole bunch of new storylines, which is exactly what the UFC loves. Like having too many options for your next for for the next fight uh, for the title is not a problem. So uh, Aaron Blanchfield has put herself into a fantastic position, even if she doesn't get a title fight. She absolutely just found herself in a big fight. Um, potential, you know, p- potential title eliminators, more big names, big checks, probably another main event like. And, and if it's not a main event, it's definitely a, a feature spot on a on a pay per view. So, mm-hmm. um, man, at twenty three years old, that's uh that's pretty goddamn incredible. And I got to stop saying goddamn so much uh, because <laughs> I got a couple screenshots from some friends that say that uh, the believers dislike it. So I'm gonna don't let them know. I'm gonna take it easy on the goddams. Don't let them know you read the comments, Anthony. It's when they I get don't. spicy. I don't. I was getting screenshots from the comments. <laughs> Just be nice to me, guys. I'm doing my best here. Um, I'm not the lead guy. That's not my gig. But I'll fake it. <laughs> I'll fake Yo, it and try not to crush this thing. Um, we faked it and we made it. Uh, so did. I was just wanted to point this out. Right, the last guy okay. that I remember fighting for a title in his 20s even was Darren Till, who I believe was like 26 at the time. I can't remember anyone being this young and fighting for a title since John Jones. Is there anyone that jumps out to mind to you like that? Oh, I'm sure they're out there, but no one that pops off the 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 page right on you know right away. Nothing off the top of my head. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty incredible, you know. There, and there's been a lot of people that have talked about it, you know, uh, specifically you know Macy Barber has talked a bunch about you know she wanted to become the youngest champion, and and I don't really hear those kind of things coming from Aaron Blanchfield. She seems very mature. She seems very. Uh, I don't I don't want to say realistic, but very centered. You know, she's just kind of plugging away, doing the work, uh, fighting her ass off when she gets in there. And then it's like she gets out of there, goes right back to work and keeps on going again. Um, I think she did some more media and, and, and you know, kind of, I don't check that box a little bit more. Um, you know, I think that her star would only rise a little higher. But again, she's young. So she, she has time. She has opportunity. Um, it's crazy just, you know, going from you know, the way that I came up in the sport and, and, and what, you know, even what Michael's seen coming up in the sport, like just how young these people are getting these opportunities. And it's because they're warranted, not just because they're getting them and just how good they are so early. It's, it's, it's really impressive. and shows really the progression of this sport. It's, it's insane to watch. Yeah. And I mean, also just a big thing for her. She took a loss to Tracy Cortez split decision mm-hmm. on the regional scene. And I do think that kind of, can change your mentality a little bit, right? Macy Barber, I believe, was undefeated coming into the UFC. So it's like, obviously, with that undefeated mindset, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I be champion within two years of entering the promotion? I think tasting that defeat on the regional scene, even if it's a split decision loss, at least humbles you to the point where it's like, all right, there's a lot more work to be done here. Right. Well, I'm beatable. I'm human. You know, there's there's something there. You know, I I think the John Jones mentality is absolutely something that's real where, you have this invincibility about you where you just don't believe that you can be beaten, you know, and John has said that before. 
um, not that long ago that he just truly doesn't believe he can be beaten. Um, there is something to that. Um, but it's a unique kind of mindset. Like a lot of people have that mindset when they're undefeated, like I'm invincible. Like you can't beat me. It's impossible, but they don't necessarily as, as time goes on, they don't, maybe they don't always put that, put that kind of work in and, and, you know, then it's this huge shock and awe when it does happen. But then there is some people that have, that are similar to John where like he's willing to go to the depths of hell and he knows that. But he like he knows he like he says it. I can't be beaten. I, it's impossible. I don't believe I'm invincible. You know what I mean? But also he's willing to go to the depths of hell to get a win if he has to. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a I think that kind of belief system is a double edged sword. It can hurt you, but it can absolutely help you if you, if you have the right type of mindset. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here to let you know this episode is sponsored by Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. Now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash believe. Go to shopify.com slash believe to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash believe. Um, I got to highlight my my teammate, Alexander Hernandez. He's had a tough little go at it recently, you know, and, and, and that's part of the game. You know, I, I've always said I think there's a couple different types of fighters. There's guys that were just born great. Um, I think we can all point to those those people. I think obviously John Jones, um, you know, GSP, Demetrius Johnson. You know, I think Israel Adesanya fits in there. I, I, I could go on and on and on about the guys that are just born champions, whether it's their physical ability matches their their mental capacity and it comes together and they're just absolutely incredible. I think DC is one of those guys. Um, you know, I think Chris Weidman was one of those guys for a long time. Um, they're just, they're just born better than we are, you know? And, and that's not saying that they don't put the work in, that they don't sacrifice that They're not, you know, that their work ethic isn't there. I don't mean that at all, but, um, and then the rest of us have to work really, really hard to keep up with those guys. Um, I'm obviously the latter. It, it's, it, I got to work really, really hard and some things got to go my way and, I got to force a square peg into a round hole to, to be successful. And I'm okay with that. I think Michael's very similar to that. And I think he's okay with that. Um, Alexander Hernandez is not one of those guys who was just born great. You know, he works very, very hard. He's, is, you know, I see him day in, day out. He's got, he's got incredible work ethic. He's got a fantastic mentality. Yeah. You know, he had a little bit of weird thing with cowboy. And I think that was him, you know, maybe testing a new approach to, to maybe trying to gain some fans and get popular or whatever. But, um, he's put the work in and it's really weird that he took this fight on such short notice with Jim Miller. Um, we were sitting down on the mat just a couple weeks ago and he was saying how, man, I just wish I could just get something short notice. Like I'm ready. And I, I, I like not having to think about it. And when I just, I get the fight, I travel there, cut the weight and we go fight. Um, it's just really funny. That's pretty much exactly what happened. Got a, got a good win over a fantastic name. Uh, and <laughs> Got himself a much needed W. Um, so super happy for him. Feel really bad for OSP. 
Um, that's uh, man, OSP is just a long time OG. You know, he's been around a long time. That guy was a big name in Strike Force when I was fighting on the undercards. So uh, I remember cutting weight with that guy back in 2010, 2011. Um, always had a lot of love for him. Always had a lot of love for him and his team too. Is he's been with the same coach, you know, same group of guys. This, you know, he's he's a definitely a loyal dude. So to see him kind of struggling later on in his career, you know, t- towards the end of it, um, it's kind of sad. Kind of sad. Um, father time was undefeated. OSP was uh, <laughs> OSP was the older guy when he got in the UFC. So, um, you know, I, he started. I believe he started MMA a little bit later in life after college football. So. Uh, I think he's had a good run. Um, I'd uh, I'd like to see what OSP is going to do next, though, because I think we're we're about getting there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you go back and you look at the 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 insane resume that he has to get mm-hmm. to to twenty six and seventeen. Like there are, you know, uh, Gegard Musasi and Strikeforce. Like <laughs> you go down yeah. the you go down the list, and it's like this guy's fought literally everyone. Like mm-hmm. anyone who was any type of a name, uh, you know, for for you know, going on 15 years now, it's just crazy. You know, he's one of the guys that I'm glad I never had to fight. Um, mm-hmm. for no other reason other than I just like that dude. Um, he's always been cool to me. We've always had a, a a real cool relationship when we see each other, and it's just cool that we've never had to go through that uncomfortable. You know, we're about to fight. Maybe we're gonna fight. Maybe we're not gonna fight. Um. You know, even once, you know, when we're both retired, it'd be, it, I know that's probably the opposite of what a lot of people say. Like, oh man, I wish I could have got that one, you know, before we were both retired. Uh, I look forward to us both being retired at some point in time and not being, and then not having to even talk about it and just, you know, just run into each other and, you know, have a normal conversation. Well, that's also like just the the trajectories were kind of weird there because about the time you moved up to light heavyweight, he was dabbling at heavyweight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it wouldn't there was never really too much crossover where where it would have made sense for the two of you guys to fight. And yeah, I mean, you know, if you're saying this is a guy who you're cool with, like why, like why yeah. would you welcome that on? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else stand out to you on the card list tonight? We're doing a little bit of a shorter show today, guys. Um, got to go to uh wrestling practice it's like the end of the year wrestling practice pizza party my kids got one more tournament this upcoming weekend so um i got to get to that but we wanted to get you a show so i'm not going to go super in depth to the entire card but um if there's anything else harrington that jumps out to you well i just wanted to ask you with the with the hernandez thing because to me that should have won fight of the night um Mm -hmm. That to me so. was a, a very fun, very entertaining fight. Jim Miller came so close with that choke at the very end in a fight that he was losing all three rounds of. Uh, right. So, you know, God bless Jim Miller. Still got that dog in him. Absolutely no quitting Jim Miller. Love watching him fight. But uh, for Hernandez, that that was a pretty quick turnaround. He fought on the, the December pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken, at the TKO mm-hmm. loss to Billy Guarantillo. So he's out here, what, like six, eight weeks later? coming off of a, a TKO, getting right back into it. Like, you know, does that, like, is there, 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 and his gas tank was insanely good. His mm-hmm. gas tank was 10 times better than it was in the Quarantilla fight where he came out and just put it on Billy. Absolutely great performance in that first round and then flagged there. Like, is there something to that where, um, you know, for these short notice fights, you know you can't blow out the gas tank that early? And and is that a, a better approach for him? I think so. I think so. I think that, uh, Alex is such a smart guy. I think that's one thing that gets missed a lot is he's super smart. And I think he over 
thinks things a lot. And and uh, the Jim Miller fight was at fifty five, right? Yes. Well, the Billy Q fight was at forty five. So okay. that I believe that was Alex's first cut to featherweight. Um, I think what happens is when people start to struggle a little bit and they have some problems. Um, I think by and large, the answer for a lot of people is to switch weight classes and, and they get this fresh coat of new, you know, they get a fresh coat of paint. It's a fresh start. you essentially feel like you're O and O and you can restart and, and get a, just to get a, a new vision, right? It's new opponents, new names. There's no more, you know what I mean? Like you don't got someone that's beating you. That's holding you back a little bit. So, um, I never believed that Alex needed to be at 45 though. There is, there is sometimes we're like, all right, this guy's a little bit undersized. Maybe he needs to change his diet, change his strength and conditioning and see if he can get down a weight class. Um, he, he was never one of those guys for me where I thought a weight class changes what this guy needs. Um, he's already extremely lean, really muscular, really super athletic. Right. So I always thought that maybe 55 was a better weight class for him. Um, given his explosiveness, it, it's trade-offs, right? If you're super muscular and explosive. You're going to lose a little bit in your, the, the long-term effects and your long-term ability, you know, fight ability. So, um, I think maybe the cut to 45 depleted him too much. I think in one of the interviews, he even talked about like, you know, it's been, you know, eight weeks of, of my dick, my dick not getting hard or something like that, because he was just so depleted and cutting so hard. And it was bringing his testosterone level so low. Jeez. Um, he wasn't miserable though. And I think that's, I think that's always the answer. Like, okay, I'm miserable. I hate life. This is getting too hard. I don't, I don't need to be at this weight class anymore. He, what he's so disciplined that he did it over a long period of time and was able to, to cut the weight safely. And, and I guess, quote unquote, in a healthy way. But I do think that that hurt. I, I think that hurt his ability to take a shot. I think that that hurt his gas tank because I don't think that he was fueled heavily enough to, to make it three hard with the, at that weight class. So you got to remember you go down a weight class, the the output's going to go up and the speed is going to go up. So um, I've always thought that 55 is his weight class. I hope that he stays there. Um, you know, how do you, you gas in one round versus Billy Q and then fight three hard versus Jim Miller, who's not known to have slow paced fights. You know what I mean? So um, uh, when I do go back to Denver and see Alex again, I'll, you know, I'll have that conversation. Uh, not that my opinion matters, but I, I'd like to hear his opinion um, and, and see where he goes from here. But I do think that, he can take this short notice fight mindset and move it into a, a camp. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, I think some positives will come from this for sure. And and there's something to be said just for confidence coming off a win. Um, I, I think that's a big relief and, and weight off his shoulders for sure. Hell yeah. Um, let's see here. You did a pretty good job. Oof. Last the, week uh, it was great. Last week it was great. Did, now it's pretty good. That's you did a pretty good job on the notes. <laughs> um, and, but honestly, a, a couple of them were like, like, let's just get number two out of the way. Let's just talk about because I don't, I didn't, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not a huge basketball follower, um, and I couldn't think of any kind of uh, segue into this one without sounding mm-hmm. like a creep. So, um, I'm not a big basketball guy, but tell me about Carl Malone. Okay, so uh, the All-Star game for the NBA was in Mm -hmm. Utah this weekend. Uh, Now, the greatest player in the history of the Utah Jazz, arguably, probably not too arguably, Carl Malone, right? Third Mm -hmm. highest leading uh, point scorer of all time right now, retired at number two, got passed by LeBron James. Well, uh, everybody on on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok kept bringing up um, 
like a, a story that Carl Malone is just kind of had buried, right? Like a thing that we all just kind of, I guess, apparently people agreed on in the late eighties, early nineties was just, it happened. Uh, he fathered a child with a 12 year old girl, right? That 12 year old girl decided I'm not going to, I'm not going to like press charges against him or, or get him in trouble or go to the authorities about this uh, because I don't want to hurt his earning potential, right? That's going to hurt me and, and my child going forward. Um, he was asked to take a paternity test for the kid, came back that he was the father. Uh, he was ordered to pay uh, $500 a month in child support, $125 a week. At the time he was making $3 million a year as an NBA player. Uh, he never gave them a dime. And on the kid's 18th birthday, when he was getting drafted into the NFL, Carl Malone met him and said, now I'm too old to be your daddy now. You got to make it your own way, son. This guy okay. just got honored <laughs> at halftime for the All-Star <laughs> game. <laughs> um, there's so many things to address here. <laughs> um, it fathered a child. With a t- How is he not in prison? You know, you got to be able to separate the art from the artist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian. Uh, how? Okay. He fathered a child. Like so many years in prison, he should have done. Yeah. So many. Um, Didn't pay child support. And then shits on the kid. So he never met him until he got drafted. Met him. I believe the, the thing I read was he met him on the night of the NFL draft. Wow. Yeah. Carl Malone is a P. The, how come why he's why is he so like beloved then? If everybody knows this. Because he scored a lot of points, won a couple of MV or won an MVP, I think, when voters were just tired of voting for Michael Jordan. Um took the Bulls to six games twice. I think the Simpsons got this one right uh super hard. There's an episode with uh Mark McGuire and uh like a government satellite falls down on the baseball field and everybody's like wondering what happens. And he goes, Hey kids, do you want to know the truth? Or do you want to see me hit some dingers? And everybody's just like, (laughs) that's just how society is these days. We'd much rather be entertained than know anything. That's crazy. Well, Carl Malone, have you ever watched the believe in me podcast, which I don't think you do. What if you ever did? You, sir, are a fucking piece of shit. Shame. And I'm not a fan. I don't like basketball anyways. So your sport sucks and you're a douchebag. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break uh, to talk about one of the sponsors on this episode. You guys ever have any problems finding clothes that fit right? I'm a big dude. I'm tall. Got skinny waist, broad shoulders. It's just really, really tough to find something that's super comfortable. Then you got to start matching stuff and nobody has time for that. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's got products for every occasion. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and you never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. And everybody needs to move around, so mobility is everything. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability, flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. Roan commuter pants have next level mobility and some of the most comfortable pants you can find at any price. The versatility of Roan commuter pants are what makes them the top pants for being at work and hurrying out to the gym or off to get a drink with the boys at the pub. 
The commuter pants are light and soft. They keep you feeling like you've been wearing sweats all day and you're still fresh as ever. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash believe and use the promo code believe to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash believe and use code believe. It's time to find your corner office comfort. And now back to the show. I was just watching TV a little bit ago and the, uh, the promo played for next weekend's fights. And I forgot that it's Ryan Spann versus uh, Nikita Krylov. Nikita Krylov. Um, so I'm excited about that. What do you got? You got any thoughts there? Any early thoughts? I mean, not not in particular. I would like to. I'm actually way more interested in what your thoughts are on it. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Ryan, Ryan Spann looked pretty good in his last fight versus Dominic Reyes. Um, the ghost of Dominic Reyes. The, yeah, the, the didn't he the body that used to have Dominic Reyes in it? <laughs> didn't he used uh, hit you up with some sort of veiled call out after that fight? Yeah, I always, always. It, it, that's he always does. That's which I get it. Like you know, as fighters, we always want to get that one back, and and I think that's the one that really bothers him. So, um, I understand that. Um. I'm excited about the fight. I think that Krylov is a tough. He's he's a tough character, man. He, he kind of goes under the radar a lot, um, but I do I do think this is a tough fight for Span. Um, but if he lands, if Span can land, that dude's got crazy power. So he's got he's got insane power. Um, he's an athlete. He's you know he's really fast. He moves well. Um, he he does tend to find himself in some questionable situations. So. I, I, I've at times questioned his decision-making. Um, so he was kind of that guy that uh, if, if you, if you're in there long enough with him, he'll, he'll make a mistake. You know what I mean? I just don't know if Krylov's that the, the guy that's really worried about taking advantage of that. But, you know, if you go back to the, uh, some of the performances that Krylov has had, that guy's really good. He's, he's really good. He gave uncle live some problems on his feet. Um, got himself into some problems with Paul Craig, but, um, up until the point where he where he lost that fight, he was winning every second of it. So, um, I actually think that'll be a really exciting fight. I don't know how much press, you know, and, and how much people are really looking forward to it. Um, but as far as the excitement factor uh, in entertainment, I think that'll be a really good fight. Um, I, I do feel like we're kind of in a holding pattern though, just waiting for this big pay per view. It's like there is some good fights coming up, but like I think everyone's waiting for this, you know, kind of this John Jones uh, Cyril Gone fight. Um, I'll be honest. I think the fight I'm most excited for on that card is the return of Tatiana Suarez. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited for that one. I want to, man, I just want to see. There's a lot of like places we can put her. We can slide her in a lot of conversations. We can put her in a lot of spots, but we got to see her first. We got to see what this, I mean, what's it been three and a half years? Yeah. And she's a minus 1,000 favorite, which is crazy to me. Yeah, for three and a half years off, that's that's crazy. Wow. Um, if she comes back though, and she's you know hasn't missed a step, hasn't missed a beat, um, there's a lot of places we could insert her right into the conversation. Um, I've always been a big fan of her game and and especially her mentality. She's she's nasty. She's really nasty, and she's 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 got an incredible wrestling game. Top pressure is insane. Um, I'm excited to have her back. I think the women's division needs her, and and. Um, it was it was just sad seeing her sit on the sidelines because she's too good to not be competing. You know what I mean? So I'm excited about that one. Have you have you heard anything? I did watch Bare Knuckle this weekend. 
So uh, we can get into that in a second. But before we get into the bare knuckle stuff, um, specifically Greg Hardy and uh, and then the Diego Sanchez kind of debacle, um, what what's the what's the T on all this Ultimate Fighter stuff? Where it sounds like people are saying Connor flew into Vegas um, and essentially started removing people from the show to make room for his own his own guys. Um, is there any truth to that? Because I, I was kind of seeing some people say that it was bullshit and it wasn't happening, but then you started having teammates of guys that had been removed um, starting to come out and, and essentially say, yeah, the, these guys were, were removed from the show. Yeah, I know Gilbert Burns said uh, one of his teammates was a uh, um, was one of those people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he says, this guy's my teammate, Luke Rabzidov, two-time PFL finalist at 155, worked so hard. Uh, ready to finally get a shot in the UFC on tough was in Vegas. Everything good to go. Connor shows up uh, and they brings his own guys and they kick him out. Um, so Connor did reply though. And uh, to cause Chris Curtis action man was the first mm-hmm. one saying it. He replied uh, action man, five, one, three, not true. I only know one guy on this show and he put himself forward for it. And he is now after today, set the fight to number one seed. I didn't ask nor request nothing. And I certainly didn't have people removed. I'm just trying to get back in the mix myself. So F off. Well, I thought I seen a tweet out there somewhere that said something about, it was like Connor saying, I thought it was like he was admitting it at one point in time, saying I like remove this guy, remove this guy. So, but and maybe that's just Connor just being facetious. I don't know. But what do you what do you think? Do you think that that's true? Do you think that he, he had some of those guys removed? I don't know because it's like the I saw like a one thing Ocelot MMA had like a little infograph where they had like all the the roster and like a lot of those guys I really like like Hunter Azure and yeah. uh, Chris. Brian, Martino. do we have that? Can we pull that up? Is that possible? Yeah um i know chris matino was on there and that like if you watched him fight sean o'malley and didn't become a chris matino i don't know what to tell you like you don't like fighting for the same reasons i like fighting um but yeah so like there there was a number of guys but i know uh chris himself came out and was like look uh, that's like a misprint or whatever like i was there as an alternate uh but like you know i didn't end up getting picked i'm back in massachusetts right now fight announcement coming soon i'm guessing uh, for another promotion. So, uh, well, I mean, who kn- Austin Hubbard, who I didn't even know that Austin Hubbard wasn't in the UFC still, if I'm being very honest with you guys. Uh, Jason Knight, Jason Knight is must see TV. I don't, I don't Hick care. Diaz, baby. The, let's go. I love <laughs> Jason Knight. I thought he was fantastic in, uh, uh, in bare knuckle too. He had a couple really, really awesome fights there. Uh, Anthony Burchock. I, I like that guy. I, I, you know, I think he had a little bit of a tough run in the UFC. I, I, I'm happy to see him getting another opportunity. Um, and I heard this Timor Valayev guy is apparently so good. He like, shouldn't even be on the show. Like he should just be in the UFC really? fighting. Top. So That's what two, everybody one online and one, two, one, wait, oh, two, one. one, Oh, and one. Yeah. Two one wins, loss, one probably loss. one draw. No. Yeah, maybe. No, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is one of those things. Uh, I think everyone's going to look for an opportunity to shit all over Connor. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's the, it'll come out at some point in time and we'll have a little more context to it, but it's kind of hard just to shit on the guy. We don't actually know. You know, I feel I mean? like we'd see a lot more Irish flags if uh, Connor was replacing with his I mean, buddies. If, if that's the, if that's the actual roster, I think you're right. There's not a whole lot of Irish flag going on there. All right. 
<laughs> bare knuckle. Let's talk about some BKFC. Knuckle mania, um, baby. Before we gotta get out of here. Um <laughs> Brian, let's uh let's do two questions right after we after we talk about uh bare knuckle so I can get to this wrestling stuff. Sorry, I got guys. two questions for you. Sorry, guys, it's a little shorter today. Um, but we're getting it out. Yeah. Bare knuckle. We're gonna start with Greg Hardy. Didn't have to make 265, comes in 290 something. Um Rashad was helping it for a while. I don't know that Rashad is involved with him professionally as far as fighting goes anymore just because he's a bare knuckle and obviously Rashad's more of an MMA guy. Um, but Rashad told me one time that Greg Hardy's like 350 easy. So maybe he was just, as he's getting in shape, you know, his weight's coming down or whatever, but 295, comes in and fights one of the scariest looking dudes I've ever seen. Uh, and I really thought... This dude looks I thought, like the wish Jeff Monson. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was looking good early. Had some nice jabs. But this dude, nasty left hook, and puts Greg Hardy out. And listen, guys, I, I, who am I to to shit on someone's journey? But up to this point, I've always shit on Greg Hardy for beating the shit out of women. So I'm gonna continue to do it now. Um, I think it's like kind of one of those the ball never lies kind of situation. Like I think Greg can come and go in it, into boxing, out of boxing, into bare knuckle, out of bare knuckle, into MMA, out of MMA. I think that like the athlete gods are just always going to shit on him. Um, he's, he's done his time. I think, I mean, he had his, you know, he got, he, he had his repercussions that, you know, losing his NFL career and, and, and all of that stuff. Um, but you know, if he did what they say he did, I think he's, he's just over a long period of time getting what he deserves. And I've never liked his attitude, never liked his personality. He, he just, you know, if, if you're that kind of a guy coming into this sport with this kind of with that kind of a reputation, um, I, I really a firm believer. You better bow your head. You better say yes, sir, no, sir. Be respectful to the people that came before you, and keep don't your fucking mouth and keep your fucking mouth shut. Don't bring your inhaler into the octagon. Yeah, and 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 just don't do stupid shit like that. You know what I mean? Like using an inhaler uh, in the middle of a fight. He's just he's just always has this attitude and it's just real annoying. I just I can't stand him. I think he's getting what he deserves, but um, you know, I'm uh I'm no one to uh I guess judge. So is what it is. That's my opinion. But Diego Sanchez, um man, I love Diego. I just uh it's tough to see him continue fighting, uh, especially in bare knuckle. You can just I, no disrespect, Matt, but he's very clearly slowed down. You know, he's you know, he's, he's diminishing as he's gotten older. Um, still got a pretty good chin though. I'll give him that. Um, he took some hard shots from a, a heavy hit in Austin trout, but, uh, Too I think the biggest, chance, I would say. yeah, I think the biggest storyline though, from this fight was the Vaseline thing. And you, you you see Diego come out with his, um, with the statement and all that stuff. And I, I mean, uh, to be fair, I think sometimes Diego does get dismissed a little bit when he, you know, says the things that he says and sounds a little bit crazy or whatever. But then you go back and you watch the video. There is video there of the coach putting a bunch of Vaseline in his hands and then rubbing it down his neck and his shoulder blades. So to be honest, I don't know the the rules in bare knuckles. So I don't know if that is illegal or not. Um, if it is illegal, then I do think that Diego has a has a case. though. Yeah, I don't know what the rules are right now. Um this might be one we have to come back to later yeah, yeah, on this yeah. week. 
That's your that's your homework, Harrington. That's your homework. <laughs> We're gonna get into these uh, questions, and um, that's gonna be your homework. When we come back on Thursday, I need to know: Does Diego Sanchez have a case? All right, I am on it. Listen, if you guys know at home, for sure, if you're like listening to this and you're a a judge or a referee in bare knuckle boxing, uh, make sure that you send in uh, the reply. Like, let Anthony know at bympod at gmail.com, right? You can send that in. Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything interesting or fun that you want to send into the show, bympod at gmail.com. And this is the part of the show where I remind you, if you're enjoying the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star rating, positive review. It helps out on those platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. And if you want to catch over 400 episodes of this show that aren't available anywhere else, completely ad-free and uncensored, head to gasdigitalnetwork.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get yourself a seven-day free trial. Check out over 20 great shows on the network. All right, so we got uh, we got a few questions here. Oh, we're gonna do two questions today, yes, sir, because you got a buggy. But the first one here is from uh, DL, and uh, he wants to know about free stuff. Okay, Good question, boys. I've always been interested. What do they give you during fight week when you're going in, getting your gloves and all that shit? Super quick, just run me through what they give you, and if you can take it for free, Brian, you're the man. Fuck you, Harrington. By the way, I was able to uh, send Harrington. I got some more waiting in my DMs for you to forward on. <laughs> I told you I get them every day, bro. Every day. You guys get bored. You're sitting around. You're like, you know what? Fuck Harrington. Send it to me, <laughs> and I'll make sure he gets it because that's what I've been doing. I've been sending them all to Harrington. Um, I woke up to that the other day. It was very nice. See, I got you, bro. Um, <laughs> as far as free stuff, you get your fight kit. You get a whole bunch of free clothes, uh, free shoes, uh, free slides every single time. You get brand new. You get new gloves. You're obviously your gear that you walk out in and then your fight shorts and all that stuff. But then you get um, workout clothes, all Venom branded stuff for every single day. Um, uh, free food. So they'll, they'll feed you for the entire week. Um, you, once you get in, they'll you give you all your all your weight cutting supplies, all your, you know, they give you huge cases of water. Um, and then they uh, they deliver food to you throughout the day um, for for every day of the week. Um, that's really about it. We don't really do anything else. So it's really just working out and cutting weight. So everything has to do with that. Um, they take care of easy one. All right. So we got, uh, we got one more question here and this is from, uh, Ross Blair. And this is like a variation on a question we occasionally get, but I thought this was fun. Hey, what's up, Anthony, Brian, uh, Harrington, love the pod, love what you guys are doing. Just wanted to say that last episode is probably the best one you guys have ever done. I really, really enjoyed it. My question is for Anthony. Uh, you've spoken about in the past how in your training you have to, that your, your coaches sort of handicap you uh, when you're doing sparring. They might say you can't throw any punches or certain handicaps so that you could uh, fight against lesser fighters and still get worked hard. So I wanted to know what... Uh, handicaps would you have to have in order to fight Harrington and still make it a clean fight or a good fight and then <laughs> I thought maybe you guys could get uh, Michael Bisping on the uh, pod sometime I think <laughs> guess, uh, I've seen him around he's got some interesting views and maybe 
maybe it'd be worth having him around. Uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Cheers. Bye. I'm so sorry I have to answer this, Harrington. Um, <laughs> handicaps. What can we take away from me to make it a fair fight with Harrington? Can we have Harrington try to throw you suggestions and you just let him know if that's a thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, first and foremost, take your head off. I think I got this. I don't think so. <laughs> no? I don't think so. <laughs> you think um, your decapitated body just swinging punches. Still dude, Anthony's me. really big. Sure. You seen that picture <laughs> of all of us standing next to each other? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's still, that's still a tough one for you. Um, <laughs> first of all, you're going to need to bring friends. Um, <laughs> I, I think if you like tied both my hands behind my back, I think the kicking game is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I if, you, if you took away my ability to use one leg, um, I still think with one leg, I could lay him. I could like pull guard. I could still sweep you um, mm-hmm. and probably like neon shin choke you. So I th- I, with no legs, um, I still think that I could move around on my back enough to defend myself. So if you brought a friend and you got rid of both arms and both legs, I think we'd be okay. <laughs> All right. So a two crowbar? handicap match. Do I? A crowbar? Oh, not if uh, I had if I with if I had all my limbs and he had a crowbar, we don't have uh we don't have time to uh find the video now, but I'll find it for next time. There was a two on one MMA fight. I'll try to see if I can find it while you guys are still trying to figure out if Harrington could ever beat Anthony in a fight. Uh, a guy beat two people. It was a two on one MMA fight. You won. Hold on, I'll pull that. Um. Yeah, if he just brought a crowbar and I got all my limbs, and you brought it, essentially you just be bringing you just be bringing a weapon for me to use on you. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's what do I want to get beaten with today? Yeah, <laughs> is what I'm All right, guys. Um, we're gonna have to watch that video next week, Brian. Um, I got a jet. I appreciate all the love uh, that we have gotten. You know, we got a uh, we got some fun guests coming up. I'm thinking about. Um, I think Thursday we might get Michael Bisbing on. Um. I think he'd be a fun guest to have. Um, you know, we'll try him out, see if we can keep him around for a little bit. But you think? I don't know. You know. I, I, I no, think I we hear Mike. enough of that guy. Yeah, I miss <laughs> Mike. I miss Mike. Um, but I do appreciate the love. Um, thank you for uh, continuing to be nice to me, and making me feel good. Um, I look forward to seeing Mike on Thursday and hearing all about Australia and uh, Harrington. I'm really sorry that. You know, I know you felt good these last couple episodes about yourself and your self-esteem is about to get crushed. Business as usual. 